Welcome back. Welcome back to another Soul Driven episode. My name is Anna Hendricks. Thank you so much for being here. Spiritual guide, Akashic Soul Channel, and of course, your host. And today, today I have the pleasure of kicking off the next couple of weeks of 2024 tools, resources, whatever the case may be for you. If you are on my email list, if you aren't, I highly recommend jumping on. But I have already begun sharing additional resources outside of the ones that I'm going to be sharing on these next couple of podcasts. So make sure that you do join that list and or just make sure you open those emails because goody, goody, goody stuff inside. Here we go. I I can't believe that Christmas is this weekend and that the following weekend, basically, it's 2024. Like, wow, 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 wow. So today I am bringing you the recording from the 2024 Astrological and Akashic Forecast Gathering that Stevie Kalista and I hosted on the 8th of this month. This gathering was such a beautiful beautiful, beautiful event. I had never done anything like this before. And when I was talking with Stevie about recording, you know, the annual astrological and Akashic forecast, which I've done every year since I've started this podcast, I was just thinking, you know, it'd be fun to have people with us live and then do a workshop thing. And it was the perfect sort of precursor to our 2024 astrological and Akashic forecast toolkit launch which I'll tell you a bit more about a bit more in just a moment. But um, we had such a great time. I mean, I have to tell you, like the front end when we were first recording initially, (laughs) I got so nervous. (laughs) I was stumbling. I was like unable to find my words. I was just like, what is happening? And of course, it was because people were there with us live, you know, and that just felt, it felt different. (laughs) But uh, it was all good. We dove into it and really broke it down. The thing that's important for you to know about this particular episode is that this is more astrology based. So you're going to get definitely more of an astrological bent to 2024. Next week, I'm going to be launching the 2024 Akashic forecast. And so I'll be taking you deep from the Akashic perspective. So that's a little bit why, you know, Stevie and I would be meeting for hours, recording for hours, if we were literally to combine both all of the, I can't even speak, all of the astrology and all of the Akashic stuff like in one, but you'll get plenty of both in both. And yeah, today is a great stepping off point. And we had such a beautiful time at this gathering I just want to say thank you again to everyone who joined us, those especially who were able to join us live. It was such a pleasure and an honor to be with you. We did our live recording and then we dove into like workshop mode, if you will, had quite a few journaling prompts, opened up to sharing, and it was just, it was just such a beautiful, beautiful time. You know, I think one of the things I most love about bringing groups of people together is You know, I really focus on creating this safe space, but it's the individuals who show up and share their hearts. And that's the magic. That's where just, you know, everything incredible happens. And I get to just sit back and watch and be in awe of people who are vulnerable because vulnerability is true strength. Am I right? I'm right. So anyway, 
Today, you're going to be tuning in to the live recording with Stevie Kalista, who I'm going to reintroduce to you just in a moment if you are not familiar with her. She's been on the podcast a couple of times this year, but first, a few announcements. So first of all, the 2024 Astro and Akashic Forecast Toolkit is live. It is ready for download. And right now you can grab it for $1.11. That is our introductory price. That is only available until the 31st at midnight EST. And then the price goes up to $1.79. So this toolkit is jam-packed with fantastic, helpful, useful, practical information from both the astrological and the Akashic perspectives. You're going to get channeled readings, transcripts, resource videos on how to understand your astrology chart, astrological breakdowns, um, an Akashic activation is going live on the first. So much is included in the initial toolkit in and of itself. But then throughout 2024, every quarter, the first day, we are going to be uploading all new astrological and Akashic forecasts for the next quarter. And of course, these all come with resources and guidebooks and journaling prompts. And I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. If this wasn't something I created, then I would absolutely be all over this type of an offering. So you can check out, of course, links are in the show notes, read more about it. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions. And then last but not least, the 2024 Akashic Channeling and Clearing Circle. As of right now, I've only got two spots left. This is going to be an incredible event. We're coming together. I'm going to be channeling for everyone a bit about 2024. And then I'm going to take all of the attendees through like a 2023 clearing. We're going to just release any energies that are ready to go that have accumulated in the midst of 2023, anything that is no longer serving. I'm just going to work with, you know, the seven different energetic bodies, whatever it is the Akasha really wants to dial into. And then I'm going to be doing some random live channeling for some of the attendees. So this is going to be a beautiful event, definitely a great way to kick off the new year. So that's on the 28th. And again, there's only two tickets left. I believe we kick things off at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you check that out. All right. So Stevie Kalista, she is a soul blueprint alchemist. And she used the astrological wisdom to empower conscious people to align to their unique soul blueprint and live purpose without meaningless self-judgments in authenticity or conformity to social rules. It is her passion to help others understand why they are here in this lifetime. Her goal is to break down astrology and give practical tools to help guide you on your spiritual journey. She's been studying and working with astrology for the past 10 years. And she was living in the Blue Ridge Mountains, but she has been moving to Michigan over this holiday season. So I'm not sure if she's fully in Michigan yet or if she's still in North Carolina. I'm not sure. But nonetheless, working with Stevie has been such a pleasure. I love her work. I love her approach. One of the things I most value about the ways in which, you know, she's just such a good fit for me and for this audience is that she breaks down astrology in a way that's easy for newbies to understand. And those who have a lot of experience, you know, are still going to still going to get so much richness from her work. So I'm really excited to share this, this conversation with you, this forecast episode, be sure to hit me up. Let me know how it resonates with you. Let me know what 
what stands out to you. I highly recommend sitting down with like a pen and paper so that you can take notes because we're going to be talking about a lot. And definitely check out the toolkit, grab it, make it a last minute Christmas present for yourself. (laughs) I guarantee you're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it. It was such a big hit in 2023 and I didn't even have the astrological component. So this is just knocking it out of the park. All right, folks, sending you so much love. Have a beautiful, beautiful Christmas. If you celebrate, if not, just enjoy this holiday season. Sending you so, so much love, and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. All right, folks, I am so thankful to have you here with us and unable to use my words because, of course, (laughs) we're doing a live taping today and I completely just lost myself for a moment there, but I'm going to bring it back, going to bring it back. All right, all right. And we are here tonight, today, to dive into the well, just to 2024 in general, right? We're going to go deep. We're going to dive in from an astrological perspective, from an Akashic perspective. I have with me Stevie once again. So thankful that you are here. And of course, everyone who is joining us tonight live, which is such a beautiful, fun experience. We've got all of these gorgeous faces and I am just so thankful for everyone who has chosen to come and spend time with us. And so Stevie... Stevie, Stevie, girl, before we dive into 2024, we've got to take a snapshot, a look back at 2023. I guess my question, like right off the bat is what for you was the, like the most impactful transit this year? Gosh, that's such a good question. I think that the nodes being in Aries and Libra and it's tied between that and Saturn and Pisces. Those two are really big energies this year. And those only continue into 2024, you know? So this year is, next year is a little bit like this year, only different. Same, same, but different is what I always say. Um, but yeah, I think Saturn in Pisces was definitely very important for all of us. And it will continue to be that way next year as well. Yeah. And I think this year too is like a lot of work on the self you know, the nodes being in Aries and the South node being in Libra is everything to do with our relationships and who we are in our relationships and understanding ourselves on such a deep level and like owning it too. I love Aries energy when we have the opportunity to have it, because for me, it's like, oh, this is just mine. It's not everyone else's. Because if you're like me and you feel everybody else's stuff, you know, like sometimes it's hard to figure out who's yours and what's not yours. And this year specifically has given us a taste of like, no, no, that's just yours. You can just own that. You know, what about for you? I would definitely say Saturn and Pisces. I remember, (laughs) 
<laughs> I remember the week when that came in. Yes. I remember being in my bed for like half a day because Saturn like switched. And then there was what one other transit. It was like right around the same time. Right. It was like Pluto right? Pluto and Aquarius. Yep. I, it was a Friday that week. And I just, it was like, I had this insane energy that was just pouring down and for three fourths of the day, I couldn't leave my bed. It was so intense. That had never happened before. It was a great lesson for me to learn that like, I can talk to my guides and say, yo, turn, turn the crown chakra off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dial turn it, it off. down yeah. <laughs> um, something so that I can be a normal human being. But that, that was, that had never happened before. And it hasn't happened since that was really intense. Things absolutely shifted when Saturn, you know, made that ingress into um, and, um, and, and then again, when it went direct in November, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> right before the, uh, the eclipse, I think the, this last eclipse season was just massive. I mean, I feel like every single person, even those who are not necessarily inclined to talk about energy or inclined to talk about feeling like they're going through things were just, I mean, it was everywhere online. It was huge. It was a big sort of introduction, I believe, to 2024, you know, just so many things going on. Um, If you were to kind of like encapsulate what you think 2023 was about, I know you kind of briefly touched on just a little bit, but what do you think like 2023 was? I think it was like getting really clear with ourselves and giving ourselves permission to, to become less of the people pleasers and less of the programming that we've all grown up with. Um, and I really do think that like this year we had this big question of like, what is real? What actually is reality? Which is thanks to Saturn and Pisces, because that's up for interpretation, depending on your thoughts and what you take in and who you're talking to. And, um, (laughs) I think there's this big question that's going to continue next year saying like, what is your reality? How are you creating it? How are you becoming a victim of it? How are you taking responsibility for it? Um, those were really big themes. And I also feel like this year, like you mentioned with the eclipse season, I think honestly, a lot of us were going into ancestral stuff. Like, I feel like even if you didn't know it, you were healing lines and lines and lines of of ancestral trauma. And a lot of the souls that are here right now are signed up for that, whether we we are aware of it or not, you know, and this eclipse season was like smack in the face, <laughs> very intense for healing a lot of ancestral trauma. Again, even if you don't, you didn't even realize it. Yeah. So, it was brutal. Yeah. And something else too, that I loved about this year was that when Jupiter went into Taurus, maybe it's just because I have so much, so many Taurus yes. placements, but no, as good. soon as Jupiter went into Taurus, good. I was like, the trees are alive, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're actually talking to me and they have their like spirits. Like I knew that before, but they were like (laughs) literally talking to me. It was amazing. And just like the nature itself was like, so it's still, you know, Jupiter's still in Taurus. Like it was just, it's so alive. And like realizing that we can be, we can grow so much and expand so much when we tune into nature, which is like, duh, of course we always say that, but it just really like hit me in the face. It was so cool. <laughs> you don't know, you can hear something like a million times though, until you like feel it. It's embodiment in Taurus. Yes. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's in my tissues. I can actually feel it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the Akashic theme for 2023 was empowering the self. And the way that I saw it, especially like in my own personal life, um, and also like through the the eyes of a lot of my clients as well, it was it was a year that kind of brought us to our knees in a lot of ways and invited us into saying, this is what I want. This is who I am. This is like that, a deeper realization of the fact that we are the creators of our life, that our responsibility and taking responsibility for ourselves and our actions and our life is everything. Our experience is 100% up to us. And I think that that really came forward this year in so many different ways. Um, And it came through, I think, in a lot of like, and a lot of painful situations, you know, a lot of like um, shakeups, you know, Um, and I think it was needed because, you know, and, and the Akashic Records said throughout the year in the monthly forecast, it was like, they kept asking this question, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Right. And I feel like this year we were realizing like, oh, I can write that story for myself. I can create that person. This isn't just a figment of my imagination. This isn't just me like admiring someone else and being like, oh, this person's whatever. No, I, I can write that story for myself. I can experience those things too. 100%. Yes. Very, very powerful. Yeah. Um, so too, just really quick, I just yeah. Whoever's listening and all of our live peeps, like, don't forget to look back because sometimes at least I do this. I'm like, what even happened this year? <laughs> you know, like the, this, the reflection that we're going into with Mercury, he's going retrograde for the end of the year. And so we get this moment to like breathe and slow down if we choose. So, but you, you guys have done so much work. I know it like so much work, maybe not a lot happened externally, but so much happened internally. You know, my clients like went through huge leaps, like incredible. So just like taking a moment, I know I always need this reminder to be like, Hey, look at all the (laughs) stuff you did (laughs) and like pat yourself (laughs) on the back and, and you know, that you were brave enough to like go through that. And cause it did it, like, it brought us to our knees a lot, a lot. Yeah. We felt a lot of things really physically, you know? Mm Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my birthday is, you know, at the end of November. And so this time of year is a very reflective time for me anyway, but this year, especially right around my birthday. And even since then, like I've just been filled with this excitement, honestly, about this year and about how incredible this year has been and how much it has made me a better person, a stronger person, a kinder person. You know, it's, um, it's been an amazing year and it has not been easy, <laughs> like not, not even a little bit, but this was like right on the tail end of all of that ecliptic Saturn energy of, you know, um, that it was like, oh, once all of that, I mean, for me, it was like earth shaking stuff was happening for me in the midst of, you know, this last eclipse. Um, and as soon as I came up for air, it was like, like almost looking back and just being like, wow, I made it through that. This is amazing. Cheers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, and definitely please take that time. I completely agree with CV to really think about it. I'm going away next week for a retreat and I will 
100% be doing that. We don't take enough time to celebrate ourselves and all that we go through. And I'm really trying to be better about that in my own life. So thank you for bringing that up because that's, yeah, we definitely needed to talk about that for sure. Um, okay. Is there anything else about 2023 you kind of want to hit on before we, we dive into 2024? No, I think that's, I mean, a lot happened this year, but I think a lot is going to continue to happen in 2024. That will make even more sense. You know what I mean? I do. (laughs) You get it. I do. (laughs) Here we go. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Stevie and I had this conversation. We were like, so how do you like show up? And they're like, it's the most intense year. And then, whoa, 2025 is going to be on the other end of it. And then it, that's yep. going to like, that's, that's going to be a whole nother level. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll be saying the same thing because yeah, 2025 is going to be insane. Um, okay. 2024. Let's, let's start with our theme. So you and I sat down and and put our heads together, both from an astrological, like the themes that you're seeing, the themes that I'm seeing through the Akasha. And we came up with this beautiful theme for 2024, redefining yourself. And um, I'd love for you to talk about it, uh, Stevie, from your perspective, like why this aligns for 2024. Yeah. What a cool thing, though. Like when you said that, it like I felt it. I'm like, I can do that. Like every day we can do that. I don't know. Like, I know when you, when you move, you can be like, I could be a totally different person. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Just like that fresh start. So the North and South nodes in astrology really point us at like where the collective is heading and what's the karma they're sweeping up or like facing, letting go of dealing with. So the North node is more like where we're headed and the South node tends to be more of the shadow. So all year next year, the nodes are still going to be in North node in Aries, South node in Libra. And so we're still very, very much going to be working on relationships. Like how do we relate to another person? Um, But even bigger than that, like how do we find harmony and balance within ourselves? Because like we're a new version of ourselves. 2024, you're going to be a new version of yourself, which means that what used to be is no longer going to be, especially when it comes to relating with other people. So like massively Libra shadow is people pleasing and like trying to harmonize somebody else or take responsibility for somebody else when it's not your business to do that. It's not what's best for you. You end up being resentful. (laughs) So it's going to mean that you're going to probably end and begin relationships as you grow and evolve and step more into who you are, because you do get to redefine that next year. It's going to continue. And usually the second year of the nodes being in in one area means that this is integration. Like this year was like, oh, we're learning and look at that. <laughs> look what's happening. Oh, look who I am. And next year it's more like, okay, now I'm going to own it and embody it and um, integrate it into my life. So you're still going to be learning about yourself a lot next year and you get to define it. Like that whole Saturn and Pisces things, which we'll talk about a little bit later is like, you get to make the story, you know? Like there's nothing holding you back. We literally are the creators of our reality. So we get to like re-begin, which is so exciting, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know like when we spoke about it, like defining was the first word that came forward for me. But then in thinking about it more, it was like, no, we're redefining yeah. ourselves. 
because 2023 has helped us to see so much more. You know, it's like we were all just kind of going about our lives, doing our things, you know, pre-pandemic. And of course, the pandemic put a major stop, a major break on on all of it. And since we've been coming out of all of that, it's been like one layer, one layer, one layer coming off more and more, not only for ourselves and and how we look at ourselves and how we view ourselves, but also the world around us. You know, like we can't put our head in the sand anymore. We can't pretend that like, oh, okay, there's a war going on over there. It's not a big deal. Like we're not capable of doing that anymore. And it's a really beautiful thing because it's helping us to evolve in that process of that discomfort of that, like, wait a minute, that's not right. That's not okay. I don't agree with that, you know? Um, And so it is very much this redefining. It's like, okay, now that we've kind of gotten a picture, like a more clear picture, and of course we'll continue doing that in 2024, but now we have kind of come into more realization of our power in that process. And so now how are we going to start rewriting it a bit? You know, like, how are we going to start working with ourselves? And um, to me, it seems like a very important journey with self this year. Again, you know, last, you know, 2023 was a big beginning, I think. And then this year, I think is going to be huge. And I know, I mean, the mantra for this podcast is when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits you know, and so the work that we're doing, it's going to leak into our family lines. It's going to affect, you know, the people that come into contact with us through work at the gas station, you know what I mean? And our friends, like in every way. Um, and not that we need to be out there preaching. That's not what it's about. It's just like energetically, as we continue healing and changing on the inside, it's going to start changing things around us. And that's our work, I think in 2024. And I think that's the most important spiritual work there is, is the inner work. Like if we all turned inward, (laughs) the whole planet would shift really quickly. (laughs) So, and that's the thing I think, like just to describe the Aries archetype, which is where we're, we're working through, you know, Aries is the warrior and it like fights for love and it's totally the individual spark from God. You know, it's not we are all one. It's like, this is me. This is my, my perception of being in a human body and this experience, I'm going to own it. And Aries is so it's the bravest archetype. It is not afraid to move forward. It's not afraid to start without even having any of the plans, you know, like I'm an Aries rising and I'm always the person I drive my husband crazy. Cause I'm just like, let's just go, let's just do it. We'll figure it out as we go. And he's like, no, 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 we gotta like, no, no, no. Aries does not care. Like get on the train or get off. I don't care. I'm going, you know? So Aries, like there's this invitation to be really brave with yourself this year and experiment because Aries is also not afraid to like try something and then be like, nah, I'm not going to finish that. It's totally fine. No one says, except for society, that you have to finish everything you start. So like this year is such a good year to like experiment and try some things and like you redefining means like you don't have to, you can, it's movable. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a journey. (laughs) So we all get to be like this fiery, brave pioneer this year, which is like really exciting because it means that we get to figure out who we are. And it's an, an amazing year to, you know, invest in yourself, like you were saying, like work with other people, get the help that you need, the healing that you need, study whatever is intriguing to you to learn about yourself. Like this is a great year to do that. Yeah. What are some like 
what are some shadow aspects do you think that could come up from like redefining yourself? So the, the shadow of Libra Aries is definitely war because these things that we've like shoved away that we're not confronting are like, Hey, look at this disharmony is coming to the surface. So you're going to see that obviously like in the collective, but war with yourself. Yeah. Um, this means that there's a lot of boundary work to be had, which means your relationships, you know, when you do boundary work and the other person isn't used to it, they get, sometimes they get really upset at you and that feels really uncomfortable. Um, so it might be one of those years where you have to like speak your truth. And I know when, like, even when the moon hits Aries for me, I'm so much more willing and braver to say the thing that's really hard for me to say. I'm shaking while I'm doing it, but I'm, it's, it's easier for me to say it. So that's something too. Like, I think we'll be braver to say what we need to say and put boundaries up as we're, as we're like really realizing who we are. So that can be really rocky. That can mean that relationships end, you know, or you, you stop harmonizing or people pleasing or like trying to balance energy when it's not for you. So we'll have to wobble. <laughs> we yeah. will all be wobbling. <laughs> and then the, the cool part about this too, is that like, as you redefine yourself, and figure out your boundaries, you're going to meet other people. Like uh, new energies are going to come into your life, which is cool. Like, cause who knows what that will be like. Yeah. New relationships. Yeah. It feels like learning to use our voice in different ways as well. And I think, I think the, the important thing to understand there, and this is often something I not only see within my own life, but see with clients, it's like when we start being able to express ourselves or share those things or, or talk about the difficult topics, like it's going to be really hard at first and we might do a really poor job of it, but that's okay. It's going to feel good just getting those things out there and just speaking, you know, from your heart, you know, trying to get more aligned with that. Like it's, it's almost like a, it's like a muscle that you haven't worked out, you know, for a really long time. And like, it's going to feel weird and it might hurt. And um, but kind of the more you keep showing up for it, um, you know, I think it's also like this whole redefining yourself, it really has a lot to, to do about like our own path and our own journey and like how that, like letting other people do theirs. Mm -hmm. Um, I know one of the themes, uh, one of like the sub themes that the Akasha talked about for this year, um, is being more open when it comes to others, you know, letting people freaking do what people are going to do, you know, and they talk about, um, <laughs> um, like, let's see, like us always getting into the business of others, having opinions about what other people should be doing, having judgments about what other, you know, people should be doing with their lives and pulling that back to ourselves, you know, in the midst of redefining ourselves, we can't expect other people around us to also be doing that work because we're all in different places and we really need to respect where other people are at and trust that they're in the perfect place for them. They're going to get to where they need to go, just like we're going to do and, um, and keeping that view, you know, on ourselves instead of like, oh, this person, oh, that person. Because of course, I mean, so much more polarity is going like polarized thinking. It's just, it's going to rise in the collective, I think in a very big way in the midst of this redefining ourselves, because everybody's going to be talking and everybody's going to, 
you know, be under that Aries, like, no, 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 I know what's, you know, um, and it's fine to share your opinions, but letting people just be, you know, I just think is going to be really, really important. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that quarter two, that will become easier for us. <laughs> Good. Yes. <laughs> You think it, I think Jupiter will be helping us with that actually. <laughs> yeah. Bring me some Jupiter. I'm yep. here for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, let's go ahead and like dive into the quarters. So look at, let's, let's look at our first quarter and just kind of, you know, what do you see from an astrological perspective happening there? There's a lot that goes on first quarter. I'm going to say it's the loudest quarter, <laughs> um, which is so interesting that we start the year with Mercury retrograde because as of the second, I believe he will be moving direct and he usually takes a, a hot minute to like get going again. So the first part of the year is going to feel kind of like sludgy just as the last part of the year is, um, but it'll start to pick up really quickly. I just want to say like, this is the last year that Saturn and Neptune are in, Pis in Pisces. This is the last year that those two signs are going to be in water. And this is the last year that Uranus is going to be in Taurus. So we have massive endings this year. You know, mm. like that's another theme too, is like this, this is a, an ending year and a beginning year. And we're going to be one foot in one foot out, which I've literally been saying this since 2021, <laughs> because that's, that's the energy that, that is. Mm. Um, but when you have two planets, like, Saturn and Pisces, and I know we talked about this briefly, like he really, really is asking us to work on our inner work, the subconscious, the unconscious, our past lifetimes, our traumas, our healing, um, our spiritual selves, you know, this is like Pisces is very much the archetype that holds it all. And so Saturn comes there and tries to structureize this, like we are all one energy, which means that we have to do the inner work if we actually believe that and we want that to be our reality, you know? Um, so this is a very, Neptune and Saturn and Pisces, that archetype is very, very empathetic, very compassionate. It can be very delusional. We're all really being asked to like how we're deluding ourselves, how we're playing the victim and that will continue. Um, so this, but the cool part about these two energies is that you can take your dreams and literally then make them a reality. You can structureize your ideas. You can really work on your intuition. You can be totally in devotion to your spiritual practices and you will need to be. <laughs> These tools are gonna be really, really important this year. Um, but it's just really interesting that this 2024, we have three major planets ending their cycles. And 2025, which we won't get into, is a whole different energy. So. This is kind of like the sweeping up and then the beginnings of some new things. So there'll be some new energy and like, and integrating the old stuff. And when you're at the end of a cycle in astrology, it means that again, you're, you're embodying it, you're integrating it, you're understanding it, you're putting it to work. So that's something that's really important just to say overall too. I have a question um, before you kind of dive in just a little bit deeper. So I know that like, especially on Saturn transits, I feel like when you go through it, Saturn transit, which is not easy. Right. But it's like, you get, you see the benefits at the end of that transit. If you have, you know, accepted the invitation of whatever it's been wanting to bring you through. So then can we look forward to also seeing, you know, a lot of 
benefits and gifts coming out of these endings this year? 100%. 100%. If you've been like taking responsibility for yourself, your energy, your spiritual practices, your just everything, just taking responsibility for your healing. Saturn is like, he gets a bad rap, right? Because he knocks on our door and like totally squishes us into being like, doesn't this suck? <laughs> it's like, suffer. <laughs> Remember these karmic points you sign up for? Like, now's the time that, you know, but we signed up for them. Like, taking that as a mantra, like, I signed up for this. This was my contract. I, I'm always going to attract what I signed up for. And then he, when we choose that belief, he rewards us with cookies and gold stars. And like, he's, he's so rewarding, you know? Um, and without structure, we'd just be floating around in space and that doesn't work when you're in the 3d world. So Saturn really like, this is the year where you will reap the benefits Yeah, and you will, you will be rewarded for the work, the karmic work that you're choosing to do. And with Saturn, it's like, if you're, if you chose this karmic moment, right, this relationship or whatever, and you choose to avoid it, he's only going to get louder because that's what you want him to do. That's what you signed up for. So when you realize that he's knocking, you're like, okay, I get it. This is like what I need to be doing. This is the work I need to be doing. And I don't mean like do physically doing, maybe sometimes it's just like spiritual, emotional, whatever it may be. He, then you, then you have this foundation that's really strong for yourself which we really need that. So yes, that's yeah. a great question. I think that this year you will start to see the rewards and benefits of creating the foundations you have been working on. Yeah. And the Akasha has been talking about, I mean, for the last two years, anyone who's been paying attention to the podcast, building the importance of building that solid foundation for yourself. Like what are those things? What is your solid foundation? What is it made of? What are those practices that you can return to those people that you can lean on? Like what is your solid foundation? And I know that like from an Akashic perspective in the midst of talking about all of the intensity, all of the big shifts and changes that we're walking into this year, there's so much place for expansion and growth and just like, I mean, all out winning (laughs) for, and they, they spoke about this specifically, like people who've been doing their work are greatly going to benefit this year. You know, you're just, it's going to be the difference between walking through these energies and being able to thrive in the midst of them versus suffering, you know, and getting pulled down. And of course that suffering, we can, we can transmute that. Right. But those of us who've been doing the work, we're going to be able to handle all of the upheaval that's going to be happening. So yeah, yeah that and very much that's... aligns. Yeah. I think that's like a really good point. Cause it's, it also speaks to the fact that we're, we're doing this work, not just for ourselves. Like Pisces is, we are all one, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like, okay, I created a foundation. Do you want to come join me on my foundation? I'll help you. Like it's got some, <laughs> that's some good structures in it. You can benefit <laughs> from it. So that means we're also going to be like working with other people. And I think a, another thing that we can get to in a moment is like this year, if you're, if you haven't fully stepped into your gifts or you kind of been like working on it and you're not feeling that brave about it, like you're going to be initiated into it. There's going to be a call where you're like, it's time, you know? Yeah. In the midst of that redefining, you know, exactly. (laughs) I feel like it's happening so much too. I know like with my clients and in my groups, like people are feeling more confident to say like, I'm a channel or I'm a psychic or I'm, you know, like being able to even like, start playing with some labels that they would have like never dared to 
to yes. use before. Yes. And yeah, it, it gets me all kinds of excited. <laughs> me too. And something else too, just the last thing I'll say about this is like, we've been learning discernment, you know, like when to pull your sword out, when to honor yeah. your intuition and your energy. Cause the Piscean archetype is very intuitive. So it means that your intuition is probably for everyone and, and your, and your feelers and your empathy has also kind of been on crack. That's Pisces. It's intense. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> using discernment for like, is this feel okay for me? Is this, do I need to go back into my hidey hole? Do I need some more solitude? Cause Pisces gets overwhelmed. And so collectively when you have planets there, everyone's overwhelmed. Everyone's overstimulated. That's why Neptune stationing is like so intense because he's in Pisces. So we have to use discernment to when to like pull away and like plug in our batteries alone, you know, which I think everyone's going to need to do that next year too. Like go Big take time. the bath and close the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. What else is happening first quarter? So for first quarter, we have, um, the first thing is that Pluto is moving into Aquarius on January 20th. Um, mm. So like I said, we start the year slow. Then on the 20th, we have this shift into Aquarian energy. And we had this in 2023 for a, a moment um, in the spring, into the summer. But we get a longer stint. So from January 20th to September 1st, Pluto will be in Aquarius. Um, and he moves back into Aquarius on the 19th of November. So He's more in Aquarius than he is in Capricorn this year. So what that means for everyone is this is really a huge step into the age of Aquarius that everyone talks about. Um, but when Pluto first joins a new archetype, when he starts to open that door, we see the shadow. So for example, 2008, he moved into Capricorn. Capricorn is systems and structures and economy and authority. And we had a crash, right? That was just one thing externally. So you see the shadow of him because he has to show us the shadow in order to transform it and, and alchemize it because Pluto is the planet of alchemy. So he will show us the shadow of Aquarius, which means, you know, Aquarius is like power to the people, unity consciousness, what's best for the group. Um, it's innovative. It's galactic energy. It's like really, it's, what, how do we best use our, our brains and our intellect to work on what's best for the group, right? So Aquarius energy is community. And when you have Pluto moving into there, he's going to show us, and we already know this, you know, like we already know that we're, <laughs> we don't have what's best for the collective. We're not in unity consciousness. Totally. We're not, we're under the authorities. Like we're not set up as a society to work in this way. So when Pluto comes to Aquarius, like he does in January, you are going to see that louder. That means people are going to stand up more. It means that we're going to use our innovative ways of thinking to create structures and systems that no longer are like top down. It's like group. So it means that more AI, more technology, most likely technology to help heal the earth will come like blazing in. <laughs> Aquarius is like going to do the weird stuff. You know, it's like not afraid to do the, the thing that hasn't been done before. So it's really exciting, but it also makes me a little nervous because it means that there's going to be upheaval, which again is necessary, right? In order for us to come back into more of a unity consciousness. And Pluto and Capricorn has really shown us where we give our authority away. Yeah. That's what we've been learning for since 2008. Like, oh, look, look at all the places in my life that I've chosen to not be, be my own inner authority. 
So we'll be dancing between these two all year long, which means closing up, collapsing structures and systems, still talking about what's, who's the authority and who's not of my own life. And then moving into this new energy where we're all going to like care more, honestly. And it's going <laughs> to show us where the people don't have the power, which again, we know this, but it's going to be louder for sure. Well, I feel like we've been learning it this year more than ever before. And again, it's like, it's been that like layer per layer getting removed, you know, of being like, wow, this is how they're going to play that. Wow. These are the decisions they're making, you know, yep. we're seeing it. We can't look away anymore. And, <laughs> you know, we want to, but we can't, we can't forget what we've seen. So I think it's a perfect, perfect segue right into Pluto and Aquarius. Yep. And I know like AI just absolutely exploded when it, uh, when Pluto was in Aquarius, you know, for the brief time that it was this year as well. Yep. Yeah. Who knows what we're going to see. I'm pretty excited about it. I like that kind of stuff, but I know some people are nervous because the shadow of that is definitely like giving our power away to technology. Yeah. Um, but again, we're the creators of reality. So I don't like to give that any, any energy, you know, um, 100%. But yeah, we're definitely going to realize that like we can, we actually can do a lot together and that, you know, like community living, like you're going to see more people moving towards working in community together, living in community together. I imagine a lot of people are going to be moving next year to try to figure out like, who are the people I want to be in my community or getting more involved in a cause or stuff like that. That's going to be really cool. The other shadow of Aquarius though, is that you lose Leo which is you lose the individual self. So that's going to be something we're figuring out. Like, how do we do what's best for the group without losing our individual expression? Which we saw that in the pandemic too. So, yeah. And I think that that's where I know, um, you know, again, one of the big sub themes in the Akashic reading for 2024 is self-care, Yeah, you know, and really taking care of ourselves and not you know, not the bubble baths. And I mean, like you can do that. There's nothing wrong with the bubble bath, but I mean, it, more so like learning how to take care of ourselves again first so that we actually can show up for others. Like really seeing how in our life we are giving away our power to other people. We are putting other people first. We are divvying out our energy in ways that aren't serving us. You know what I mean? Like getting very real about that so that we can actually take care of ourselves because the way that the Akasha talks about it is there's just going to be so much noise. You know, there's going to be so much going on. They say it almost repeatedly at different intervals throughout. And I know whenever they're repeating themselves, it's because like, pay attention, pay attention. Right. <laughs> but if we don't take care of ourselves in the middle of all of that stuff, then of course, we're just going to, you know, blend into other people. We will completely absorb ourselves in other people's opinions and ways of viewing the world. Um, again, going back to that solid foundation, the need for it. Yeah. And like being really careful with what you're taking in, that's going to be something that's really important. Huge. Like, what are you watching? Who are you talking to? What are you reading? Yeah. You know, like that becomes your reality. And I know that's such a basic spiritual principle, but like discernment around it's massive. That, <laughs> it's so big, it's so big, like turn it off, close it down. Like, no, I think that just from that lens too, something I always talk about is like our nervous system, like really caring for our nervous system, whatever that looks like for you, because it's going to be over. It's going, this year is going to be overstimulating. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think energetic sovereignty, and this is, you know, something I've already been preaching for the past several months, but 
energetic sovereignty being like, I mean, more important than the food we eat, more important than the way we exercise our body, taking care of our mind, like energetic hygiene is massive. You know, folks who don't have a daily energetic routine practice are really gonna, are really gonna struggle. You cannot walk out into the world, especially in 2024, wide open open. and not have your system crashed. It's, it's going to be intense. So all right, so we've got Pluto going into Aquarius. What other big, loud, noisy stuff? I don't want to get too lost in the fourth quarter, but I do know it's the yeah. biggest one. <laughs> yeah, it's the biggest one. I, I'm just going to like make general terms so that we don't have to go into each and everything. And that's more of like in our toolkit. If you guys want the toolkit, we go into like all of the, all of all of it, like dates and when and all of it. So yeah, um, Pisces season and Aquarius season, right? these are, um, there's a lot happening. (laughs) There's a lot of triggers in these two seasons. So the first part of the year essentially is what we're talking about with your nervous system is going to be really, really important. Cause anytime, anytime you have a planet shift, like if you think about the planets, and this is basic, but I always do this, like they're, they're energy bodies, we're energy bodies, right. And they, they're beaming down a specific archetype energy to us. And then when they move, it's like, everyone's like, whoa, like, like what I was saying, when Jupiter moved into Taurus, I was like, oh my God, the trees that they're talking. Like when we have planets move, the, everyone in the collective feels it, whether they know why or not. Yeah. And the first initial, like you said, you couldn't get out of bed. Like you're, that's going to be a thing. Um, so just really, really paying attention to your body, honoring your body, <laughs> honoring the information you're taking in. Cause it affects your body. Um, but we have on February 19th, we have Chiron meet up with the North node in Aries. And this is what I was speaking about earlier, where people are going to be called to step up as the healer. Like, look, you've done so much work. You've read so many things. Okay. Maybe you haven't been certified in something, but like your experience matters and you need to help other people. They need you. So there's this deep call to step, step into the healer that you are. And Chiron is also the wounded. So this is going to be a triggering time for people. Um, this is going to be like, let's just say February to keep it general. Um, you will have people come into your lives that really are important, like karmic contract, soul turn on, <laughs> like, hello, pay attention. Cause like, this is where you're going to be walking down a path and you're like, no, no, you need to take a right. It's time. It's time to take a right for your own healing, maybe for someone else's healing. But this is a moment where your soul, the North node is like where our soul is like, hello, I need to move in this direction. So Chiron wounded healer souls, you know, purpose, these two come together and all kinds of things can happen. It's not necessarily like, oh, the most triggering thing in the world, but we're going to see the Aries archetype come out here, which is like, be brave, be bold do the thing that's most important for you. It might be hard on your relationships during this period of time. Um, you might really step into all the healing that you've done and start helping other people. It it really could work in so many different ways, but that's a really big month for healing, for helping, for being triggered (laughs) for your relationships, for learning who you are, you know, and whenever I'm triggered, I'm always like, Oh, thank you. I needed that. Cause clearly there's something going on that like needs attention. So this will be a big theme in, in, especially in February. Okay. 
it's it's not the month for Valentine's then. <laughs> no, I think I'm pretty sure Pluto and Mars meet up on Valentine's Day. So <laughs> no. awesome. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I've never been a fan anyway. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good for, you know, movement in some ways in relationship. Yeah. All right. Where do we go from here? So that's, I mean, that's really like quarter one has, you know, like we were talking about, I think it's going to start out slow and then start really like picking up, picking up, picking up. And then February is pretty fiery. Um, And then like just in quarter two is really where we have a big disruption, but I'm going to say quarter one spicy. Let's use that word. (laughs) That's what tattoo artists say when something hurts. They're like, oh yeah, it's a spicy spot. (laughs) You're like, no, no, it's way more than spicy. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, quarter one is fiery and triggering. And when Mars is involved and Pluto, it's like things are going to kind of like, I don't want to say explode, but there's definitely some explosive fiery energy during them. It's going to be some, we're going to need to pull out our tools. Yeah. 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 That was like really the first, the first sort of big sub theme that the Akasha dove into, which is, they talked about it multiple times throughout as well, you know, self-care, self-care and nervous system being a huge part of that. Yeah. Yeah. But like you get to be just to like, you know, put the silver lining on this, like you can be really brave and bold and like grab onto a lot of strength. Well, here's the whole deal. I mean, why I love forecasting, why I love astrology forecasting, like I would rather know like there's some big stuff coming up so that I can get my mind in a better place and I can realize, okay, this is coming. So what do I need to do? You know, do I need to slow down? Do I need to step into curiosity? Do I need to maybe have a discussion with someone I'm living with to be like, (laughs) we need to like maybe tiptoe around each other. Like, this is information to empower. It's definitely not to cause fear because there's no need to call Like there's no need to feel fear in the midst of this. We're in like one of the most exciting times, if not the most exciting time on the planet right now. Like we've got front row seats to some big ish. Yeah. Um. So there is the reality of the situation, sort of the gravity of it, I should say, but also at the other, on the other side, these things are happening because so much has been out of control for so long. So we're riding the ship and that's really beautiful. Yeah. And we chose to, right? Like we, the people that are here now are like, oh yeah, let's do this. Like, (laughs) yeah, let's change some stuff. Yeah. So moving into second quarter where you talked about a big, a big something. So this is when on April 20th, we have Jupiter and Uranus meeting up in Taurus. So this happens every 12 years. It's not like, oh my God, once in a lifetime. However, it hasn't happened since I believe 1941 in Taurus. Mm. Um, So let me just describe the two planets and then I'll describe Taurus and then you can piece it together like a blender. Um, And something else too, in the toolkit, you will, I, we talk about this, this specific transit is so big in 2024 that you will have some tools to help you figure out where in your life this is going down. So that's helpful to know like, okay, well, relationships or it's in my home or it's in my career. So 
Jupiter is the great expander. He gives us the vision. He's like the bird's eye view. He wants us to have everything. He's big, right? I call him Santa Claus because he brings abundance and expansion and a lot. But when he comes up to another planet, he basically makes them bigger. (laughs) So he's already the biggest planet aside from the sun and he expands things. So you have his energy, right? He's growth, he's abundance, but he can be a little bit overdone. Like if you have too much Jupiter, you can be really blunt or you can be really like a lot. Um, Uranus's energy is very electrical and he is the great disruptor. And so he he really, really wants us to live in our own authenticity. So he's going to come into your life. And if you had a Uranian transit or you have a lot of Uranus energy in your chart, you know, you know him well, he comes and lightning bolts us. And what he, and sometimes it takes one day, like he doesn't care. (laughs) He's not like this long transformative Pluto energy that takes three years to like really peel the onion layers. He will take you in a day and just like shock you. Right. But what's on the other side of that is a more authentic version of yourself, more truth and more of like what you're here to do. So I always think of him as like one of our higher selves, but again, he doesn't care how long, how long or what, and he's the great, um, disruptor he's unexpected so every astrologer will be like expect the unexpected with uranus because you don't really can't really guess what's going to happen so don't try (laughs) however what comes after that is really you living more in your truth so again biggest planet right really intense like big expander meets this very electrical disruption energy that means change 100 percent. like everyone's going to change in 2024 in one way or another in in a big way So then you have Taurus and Taurus is mother earth, our economy, what makes us feel safe, our money, um, our values. So everyone is going to change what they value in some way, shape or form. Um, Everyone is going to have to really be faced with, is this really what makes you feel secure? Are you sure? <laughs> and in Taurus, like a lot of astrologers are saying, like the economy is is something is going to go down in the end of April. Um, and again, this actually isn't the end of April. Let me let me back up and just say, like, when two planets, outer planets, come together, it's not just like on that day; it's the weeks and months leading up to it. So maybe March, maybe April, we'll start feeling this. Maybe before, if you're sensitive, but something is going to change in your life to create a new sense of security and authenticity for you. And I really do think that like, this could be a really big moment for our economy or the structures that have have kept us safe. And I'm saying that in air quotes because Taurus will do whatever it can to stay in what's comfortable, even though it is not what's best for it. It's like, oh, but I'm so, I have roots here and it's just, so it's fine. It's just fine. It's just because (laughs) it's it's what you know. And so if you have a disruption planet coming to that archetype, it means that like what has made you feel comfortable and fine is no longer going to be okay. And it's not authentic anyway. It's not for your best. You're just doing it because you're comfortable there, you know, and it's safe. So we're all going to be pushed out of our comfort zones, I think. Um, But again, with these two planets have our best interests at heart. And so what comes from this is a change that is more authentic. But I don't know exactly what's going to happen because it's Uranus and he's like, good luck trying to guess, you know? Yeah. 
I'm personally excited for this. It's hitting a, a happy happy place in my chart. So I'm excited. But I think collectively, like when it talks, like when we think about the economy, um, you know, they've been talking for, well, astrologers have been talking for a couple of years now about what's what's coming for us. And, you know, nobody can really like name it. Nobody really knows exactly what it is or how severe or, you know, whatever it's going to be. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Okay. April. April. The other, the only other thing, well, not the only, but the major thing happening in quarter two is that Jupiter will be changing signs into Gemini on May 26th, um, until June of 2020, 2025. So he moves out from talking in the trees, right? That's Jupiter and Taurus. <laughs> he's in that very expansive earth energy into Gemini. And this is what we were talking about earlier about, I think it's going to be easier for people to accept different perspectives mm. because the Gemini archetype has everything to do with curiosity, collecting information, facts. Like it's not attached to the other side of Gemini is Sagittarius, which is the shadow of that would be like, oh, you're right and I'm wrong. You're wrong and I'm right. This is the right way to view things. It's like the cancel culture energy where Gemini is like, oh, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm just like curious. So Jupiter in Taurus is going to be a lot of information coming at us um, for our own expansion and our own experience, like to open up to different perspectives, which I love that. I think our culture needs that so desperately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I think my hesitation there is like the the shadow side of gemini i feel like can just (laughs) and with jet uh like in jupiter like all right (laughs) you're i mean this is like a lot of people are going to be writing a lot of people are going to be talking communicating learning you're you're, everyone's going to want to learn spiritual stuff i think because jupiter is a very spiritual planet you know he is like the philosopher Um, so these are going to become more normal conversations, but with, with, sorry, with this is like, be really careful during this from essentially from May, the end of May on, because this is where overstimulation happens. Like Gemini is like the library where you go and you're like, where everyone's talking at once. And you're like, this is too much information, which we're already living in that age. Right. So it's going to be again, discernment with what information you're taking in. Cause a lot's going to be coming at you. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, when I first channeled through the 2024 overview for the year, it was, and I share this with you, the biggest word that was coming through was discernment. And when I think of Gemini, that's what I think of as discernment because Gemini can also be very surface and can also just talk just for the sake of it and just say things for the sake of it. And, um, and just to be clear, I'm not talking about Gemini people necessarily. I'm just talking about this energy, this archetype, you know, um, and it'll say things without any sort of depth um, or truth. Even it'll say whatever the heck it wants to. It's not afraid to be like, I am whatever, you know, um, when it's like the opposite of that. And so I think discernment, I mean, from what I've seen in the Akasha and just again, all of this energy, all these things are happening. This is a grounded part of this that we really need to ride with throughout this year. Um, and the Akasha even talked about it, uh, I think two months ago and the monthly forecast about how coming into 2024, we're going to be seeing a lot of 
charlatans within the spiritual community, a lot of teachers who are not necessarily grounded, a lot of like, you know, and it's not just the spiritual community. It's like in all of the industries. Right. But like, we need to really pay attention to, okay, the news is saying this, is this real? Do we trust this news source? Where are we getting our news? Who are we hearing these things from? I mean, does every area of our life really being discerning because that Gemini energy, man, you could just like get swept up in it and then you don't even know what's going on, you know? Yeah. yeah and I think you have to discern like, what's your truth? What is it? Cause it's interesting, right? Gemini will collect, have an experience or collect some data and then their truth changes, which is true for everyone, right? The shadow of like staying in that is that your truth's never going to change as you're collecting information or having different conversations or different perspectives. Yeah. So it's going to help us do that, but it's also going to, it's going to be really important. Again, I always say this, I'm such a broken record, but like getting into your body to figure out what is your truth. Yeah. Cause it's not, this is very mental. Yeah. You know? Like a lot Hugely. of fire, a lot, a lot of air. That's like really mental energy. It's like coming back into the heart is the, is your heart centered practices and coming into your body, like somatic practices, whatever those are for you, huge, huge. Cause then you'll know like, okay, that's not for me moving yeah. on. Well, and there's, I mean, for folks who don't necessarily know what we're talking about, or maybe don't have those tools, like you can jump online. These are such big topics. Now there are tons of people sharing all kinds of different tools and practices. I mean, just unlimited. So just Google, <laughs> I'm telling you so many will come up. There's lots of videos on YouTube. Um, you know, and then it really comes down to you as a personal person, you know, yeah. what works for you. Cause it's going to be different for each and every one of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a big one. All right. Kicking it into Q3. <laughs> so Q3, the the only thing I'm going to mention is that in on the solstice, which is December 21st of 2020, we had a new Jupiter Saturn cycle. I don't know if you guys remember when everyone was like the Christmas star was coming together. That was Jupiter and Saturn. Um, and they started to get closer and closer and closer in the sky until they met up and kissed. And that started a brand new cycle. So it's important but we have our opening square in August. So the end of the year is when a square in astrology is tension. So you have this 20 year cycle, right? It started in 2020 and then it goes to its first square then it goes to its opposition. Then it goes to its closing square. Then it comes back and meets anew again. So this opening square means that the cycle we started in 2020 in December, we get another taste. <laughs> it's different this time, right? Like it's never the same because everything's moving, but this one specifically is a tension between our expansion and our contraction. So Saturn is the push and the squeeze and Jupiter is the expansion. And so this is like an accordion kind of energy where they're like tugging at each other. Um, and this is Gemini, right? And Pisces. So everything we've already been talking about, this is, this is it like discernment boundaries, getting into your practices. Like this is where we were all collectively and Jupiter and Saturn are collective planets. So social planets, meaning like where they are is like really what's externally and socially, what we all experience together as a group. So socially speaking, I think there's going to be some tension, <laughs> which also means, and we already all know this, like the election is going to be messy, um, which I know is like Q4. Um, but 
this is really where we start to really feel this like push and pull energy between old and new and what you said and what they said and truth and knowledge. And it's going to be a lot. And again, this is going to be where you want to ask yourself, what is my reality? How am I feeding it? What information am I taking in? What are my practices? How am I creating that foundation? Um, and again, the squares in astrology get a bad rap, but they're really meant to create change. So that's what we're going to see from this. 2024 is a year of change. Yeah. And maybe even if you didn't want it, it's still going to be there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ready no, or not. We, we straight up lost the short, like, yes. <laughs> it's here, folks. Yep. <laughs> you can either ride the wave or you can be drowned. Yes. <laughs> be picked up, thrown around. Yeah. 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 And that really like leads us into Q4. Like there isn't any major, major transits happening. Um, There is eclipse season during that period of time too, which are these, those are portals that we go through, but we have them every year, you know? Yeah. Um, But the, the end of the year is going to be this real big tension. Yeah. Especially collectively. I know. So let's dive into Q4 and I definitely want to talk about the time around the election. Um, and, uh, you know, for folks listening are the toolkit that we're creating, we've not only done overviews for the whole year that are really nicely broken down with resources, but we're also going to be uploading new resources every quarter so that you have updated information throughout the year as well. That'll be new and fresh, um, both directly from the Akasha and from an astrological perspective as well. Um, I'm very curious to sit down and channel about the election um, time, but um, but I'd love to know, you know, just a little bit more about what you're seeing there from a astrological perspective. And it feels like, I think you mentioned this maybe at the beginning, but just kind of energetically, what I feel into is like the last quarter, it's kind of like the calm before storm in a way before 2025. And not that it's necessarily going to be calm, <laughs> just like it's like that before, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that um, the thing about the election, and I haven't pulled the chart, but in the toolkit, we will, like you said, we'll give more resources with specifics. Um, I kind of have a feeling that there's going to be a retrograde, but I'm not sure exactly. Um, but anyways, there that is when Pluto will be at the last degree of Capricorn for the last time for 248 years. So (laughs) he shifts into Aquarius for the final, finally for the next 20 years on November 19th. And what's the election? Like the third or something, right? What is it usually? Gosh, I don't know. I I think (laughs) I'm sure someone in the chat does. (laughs) Yes. So this is like from my own personal intuition is like, I don't even know if there's going to be one because it's going to be so messy. Mm. Um, and I don't know if society even wants one anyway, maybe that's just me saying that. I don't know. Um, but because the systems and structures don't work, right? Like, so, and when you have a planet at the last degree of a sign, it's this very frantic energy. It's like, Mm. Oh my gosh, we don't have much time. We got to finish. You know, it's like that, like pressure to like get your exam in, in five minutes. Like it's that kind of energy. Yeah. So Capricorn is systems and structures, authoritarian energy. 
foundations and Pluto is at the last degree. And he's the one that burns ship down, excuse my French, so that it can be <laughs> rebirthed again. He's the Phoenix that rises from the ashes. So I imagine around this time, it's going to feel like that. Like everyone saying like, it's, it's done, you know, like we're done with this crap. <laughs> um, so it's, it's going to be interesting, let's say. Um, I'm not really sure exactly because I haven't looked at the specifics of November, but I, I do know that we'll be in that really tense energy and that Pluto will then be moving into Aquarius weeks later for the final time. So even the months leading up to that, like the end of the quarter four is going to carry this 29 degrees Capricorn energy, which is the last structures crumbling in that archetype. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really big. I love Pluto. I love Pluto transits, but they are not for the, you know, the faint of heart. No. <laughs> I was going to say like the, the week of knees or something. I don't even know where that was coming from. <laughs> I mean, it was my Pluto. Yeah. My Pluto squared Pluto that, you know, shifted my entire life from marketing CEO to spiritual guide. Um, I love Pluto, but it was not easy. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how do you like in that, in wrapping up 2024, how are you feeling into it? I'm super excited, but maybe I'm just really hopeful. Um, I know I came here to like watch this stuff crumble and watch a whole new thing be rebirthed. So I'm super excited for the role that I get to play in that. Um, and I really, really love Uranian energy and I really love Jupiter energy. So they're coming together. That's like, while it might be kind of shocking for us because such big, that means such big change. Um, it means that on the other side of that, like we're living more authentically and for the better. And I know that like, we all need the motivation to come together collectively to make change. And we, we have that power. And I think that this year is going to show us that. Yeah. And that it comes from that Aries archetype, which is the self, right? When you take responsibility for your own foundations and your own care, like that everything can shift. So I'm super excited and a little nervous because <laughs> I'm a human. <laughs> what about yeah. you? How are you feeling about it? I mean, I think that this is what we signed up for. This is what we're here. You know, I feel very empowered after this year personally, and I, have been very empowered by seeing other people step into their power this year and really taking their own, you know, life by the reins. And I think that, you know, with 2024, I feel like the more intentional we are about how we move through it, the easier it's going to be for us being in that flow, going in that rhythm, understanding kind of what's going on around us is going to be really helpful you know, so for folks, you know, like if, if you have astrologers or spiritual guides or whatever the case may be, like leaning on these folks, if you need them, um, but also really stepping into your own personal practices this year, because every one of us has such a deep well of wisdom within us. It's our ultimate truth, you know, and nobody's going to know better for you than yourself, period. Um, and so learning how to connect with yourself, spending time with your intuition, time with your spiritual practice is going to be massive this year. Um, and I mean, I love, I love a challenge. I'm here for it, you know, especially because I also see 
this power of like you said, like the, the Uranus and the Jupiter. I mean, that's honestly, like when I think of 2024, that's the energy that I think of 2024 as it's like, anything's possible, baby. <laughs> it's electrical. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but right. You got the Saturn who's like, but you got to build a spiritual foundation, but you gotta, you know, you gotta take care of yourself. Like you gotta like be discerning, like these are the things that are going to keep you grounded in the midst of it because there is going to be so much noise happening around us. Yeah. And I know within my own work, my, my big goal is to help people stay focused, you know, because we're all out here. We're not going to, we're not going to be able to be as useful as we can, can be, you know. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. So just kind of like winding down here. Um, what would, what would your greatest advice for 2024 be? I feel like we've like given advice like throughout the entire thing, but can't help it. Right. We're like, (laughs) and don't forget (laughs) and do this, make sure. (laughs) Um, okay. It's going to be the same thing that I said, but I'm just going to say it again. Cause I need to hear it. Maybe like get into your body every day. And so just, just to give you an example of how I do it in case you want to like do how I do it or just to give you a example when I wake up in the morning I go outside I don't care what the weather is I put my bare feet on the ground I will stare into the sun's direction with bare naked eyes no contacts glasses for three minutes and just breathe and I swear to you those days that I do that everything changes and I won't go into the nerdy scientific details of why that is um, but it totally pulls you back into your body into your nervous system and then I also like some days I need to move my body. Some days I need to take a shower. Some days I need to just pray. Some days I need to listen to music and like shake everything out, you know, like just really asking yourself, what do you need physically so that you can be more of yourself? Like that, that's, that's my advice. And that's what helps me. And if I don't do that, I am a a freaking mess. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, the thing is, is like, there's, there's all of these ideas and tools that are available online for grounding. But the truth is, it's the most mundane things, I think, that really ground us. I mean, me cleaning my house, doing my dishes, keeping my house clean, like these things keep me so grounded. Um, They keep me centered um, and really calm. You know, doing things with your hands, I think, is huge. There's so many ways, you know, and it's different for all of us. But um, I couldn't agree more in that caring for our body and being embodied is just going to be massive. So, I mean, that's you know, that, that is having a solid foundation when we're embodied. Truly embodied. It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to do yoga for an hour and a half and meditate for two hours. Like, stop it. You don't have to do that. (laughs) You don't have to. (laughs) I mean, I went through that where I was like, I'm the worst. Like, no, it could be so simple, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like the more spiritual I get, the more human I get. Cheers to that. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) all right stevie well thank you so much for being here and just coming and sharing for 2024 folks who have been tuning in please know that i will be doing a whole episode just on the 2024 akashic forecast and really diving in deep there so be sure to join me for that one um but thank you so much for being here stevie really appreciate it having me such a pleasure love talking to you always (laughs) love talking to you (laughs) (laughs) now i have a plan 
All right, folks, thank you so much for being here, being with us. Don't forget to join the email list, do all the things. And remember, when you invest in yourselves, the world benefits. Until next time.